0: Hi I'm Jim Purdue of Purdue Chicken. Unlike our competitor who's gone back to feeding their chickens antibiotics, we at Purdue will remain no antibiotics ever. No antibiotics ever because we raise our chickens in a healthy environment, so they don't need them. No antibiotics ever takes more time and money, but it's the right thing to do. So when you buy chicken, look for the Purdue label to make sure your chicken is no antibiotics ever. Get the facts at purdue.com. Welcome to What If,
1: the show where I, Jake from State Farm, answer your insurance what ifs. We've got a call from Millie. What's up?
2: Hi, Jake. Uh, What if, hypothetically, a moose gets mad at my car and uh, rams into my windshield? Hypothetically.
1: Oh, just file a claim on the app. At State Farm, we're there for your what ifs.
2: Great, but what if the moose eats my phone? Hypothetically.
1: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com
2: for a quote today. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Curran Frost box at McDonald's. We're talking all new Buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Curwin Frost. So when you order the Curran Frost box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it.
0: Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get
3: $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com/slash podcast.
0: Please be clear, this is an invasion. Genius, DJ Greenland. Green. <laughs> Invasion. Through,
2: on the outside looking, and he won in. in.
4: Welcome to the first edition of the Mavs Outsider Podcast. I'm the first of your two co-hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner, and I'm joined by none other than...
2: Mind of Reese at mind of reese everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, horny god. You know, the tag
4: I thought horny god was a website for like half a second there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man, oh man, this is uh, this has been in the works for a minute. Um, interestingly, we were both thinking about doing a, a maths dedicated podcast myself just so I could end up in the algorithm somewhere because uh bibs corner is not popping up when you search for a mavericks podcast and then uh reese what you know what was your motivation behind trying to get your own podcast going
2: well uh you would always like you know like you would always tweet and say hey these are some of my faves mad po- mad podcasts." and i'd always say i don't have a mavericks podcast because technically i don't uh originally the idea of my podcast was simply basketball but i started speaking on broader topic topics and my co-hosts are um Sixers fans and Spurs fans. So I don't get to go on and talk about Mavericks basketball as much as I'd like. Uh so I was thinking I'd start a separate podcast where I just recap games or I recap the week once a week, 20-minute episodes or something, just to get some maps content out there. Right. And uh shout out to uh uh what's his uh what's his Twitter handle? I don't want to get it. Uh, MP the first. Yes. That's what wow. a one. Shout out to DMP the first. Yes, with a one, who kind of, uh, <laughs> we both had the same idea to do a mass dedicated podcast, like you said, but he kind of, he played the Nick Fury role. He brought us together. <laughs> so, uh, he gave, gave that last
4: little push to get it across the finish line.
2: Yeah. Because so. I would have never thought, you know, to team up with someone. And considering we already had some sort of chemistry doing i think we've done like two or three podcast episodes it's been, it's so been at least
4: three two two on mine yeah. one on yours i think
2: yeah so there's already already some built chemistry there so it, right and then it's of common course, sense <laughs> yeah exactly and then of course
4: you know uh, both being displaced fans it kind of made a lot of sense to me on that tip too um and it was funny because I'm also from from that area up there, technically. Right. Right. Technically. <laughs> so, well, you're from everywhere. But, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, the outsiders—it it just felt right. So, we don't have connections to the team and nothing like that. We don't live in Dallas. We don't. We don't get to partake in all the, the local fe- activities. So, I get a little bit of a different perspective.
2: Uh much different perspective. I mean, you know, we don't have the, although we love the Mavericks, we don't have the connection to the city. So I feel like our uh, right. perspective on things will be much different. It, will, it won't necessarily be negative automatically, but <laughs> we'll look at things differently. You know, Most. like if there's a player on the team, let's be honest, who does a lot for the community and guys are like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to trade him because well, wow, I don't live there. So he hasn't done a <laughs> damn thing for me. So I ain't got
4: not one turkey from nobody on the team. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh,
2: man. You can really <laughs> say you can really say this was, you know, I don't know how many months ago it was, but you know, four or three months in the making since the very first time we uh did the podcast together because that was my first time being on a podcast. <laughs> um being on yours, and now we're here, full circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it like I said, it just made sense because I think
4: uh, you were definitely one of my first guests on the podcast. And like you said, it was kind of easy instantly. And you, it's not always the case when you bring somebody on for the first time that you never really spoke to.
2: Yeah, that was actually I think that was our first time actually like speaking outside of Twitter. And we talked for at that point, I was so used to your podcast being short. We talked for like <laughs> an hour and a half, I think. It,
4: or, it was at least an hour and a half. I had to split it yeah. up into two episodes. <laughs> so I'm proud of that yeah. moment. No, no, it was cool. It was cool. We got into some other stuff too. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, great. It made it made sense to, to bring it together. Uh, we're going off a little bit here. We 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 do want to keep this these kind of kind of short, I think, like a half hour yeah. or less. Yeah, uh, that's what kinda, i kind of recap the week uh of Maverick basketball. So uh just getting straight into it this week. We went two and two, even though it feels like we went one and three, in my opinion. Yeah, it um, does. <laughs> I, I I keep forgetting we beat the Hawks. That's because
2: it's the Hawks. I mean, it's it a, felt I mean, it's it a was an important win. <laughs>
4: it's a what? If it, it felt like an important win just because I didn't want to see Mass fans arguing with Hawks fans on the timeline. I don't know why they give them the time of day, personally. Cause I couldn't care less about the Hawks, man. They haven't been yeah. relevant in forever.
2: I I I don't even engage in it, and I kind of roll my eyes when I see it on the timeline. And some of the people that engage, you know, I love y'all. Y'all know who y'all y'all my friends. <laughs> but I'm just like, why are y'all engaging with these peasants? Like, right? Like this, that don't. franchise
4: is not on our level.
2: <laughs> and I love Trey Young, so I really don't understand. Like that too. Yeah. Uh, and Luke
4: amazing. and Trey Young are cool, so like I, I don't I
2: exactly. Don't
4: get it. I don't get it. Uh, Knicks fans a little bit different I, I can understand the Knicks fans want well, a little bit more um, I don't right get involved with them either I don't either personally but I, I, I can I can accept that a little bit more on my timeline especially coming from the Knicks when they diss KP because I mean he he's giving them an ample reason to and uh the fact that they have our pick this year they got every reason to be talking big
2: yeah but at the same time uh me arguing with Knicks fans is like Somebody in a penthouse arguing with somebody in poverty. So
4: <laughs> they, it's the same concept. I get it. It's the same concept. Like when they last won a ring, the seventies. Like nobody on Twitter was not even. I don't even. Ring.
2: I don't even think my mom was in high school.
4: <laughs> my mine wasn't either. My mom was uh eight. So uh, that's so the yeah. They, they they they're not a relevant franchise when it comes to competitive basketball. Um, but yeah, Mavs two and two the let's see we started the week with the sun's loss cp3 picking us apart down the stretch of the game luca trying to jack shots because nobody else is capable of anything on his team what did you see in that game
2: uh i actually missed that game because i was at work but anybody tell was, you to work? Uh, man <laughs> i know this it's ghetto man like going <laughs> to work and clocking in we just I could be out here doing something illegal making money instead, to be honest. It's a pandemic. Right. Why not? <laughs> you know,
4: slinging vaccines on the corner. Like. <laughs> I got them for the love.
2: <laughs> I did notice, I mean, I gotta say, I noticed Chris Paul's 3499, and I was kind of proud. <laughs> but I was like, why us? Yeah, he, he cooked us. He cooked he- the hell out of
4: us he He was doing whatever he wanted all night, and well done I, he was defended well, he just i mean he's c p three he's gonna get to his spots do what he wants to do uh Richardson actually had Booker clamped up in the first half, but he got loose late in the game, and obviously hit the game winner, so
2: I mean, I will say i didn't i planned on going back and watching the game, but I didn't because sometimes it's hard for me to do that <laughs> when I know the outcome, yeah, and it's a loss. Yeah. But at least it was close. Yeah.
4: And that's why I was like, I couldn't really, really hate that game. The Suns seem to have our number, and they have two closers now. Right. And again, nobody stepped up down the stretch with Luka. And it is what it is, type of thing.
2: And also, uh, the game before that, KP didn't play. And we still only lost by six.
4: Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things where it feels like sometimes we work against ourselves. But you know what? We we're spending too much time on that one. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, water under the bridge. It is what it is. Fucking right. sons, they always got our number. Okay.
4: Exactly. Like it, it didn't. It didn't feel good going in. So it is what it is. And uh, I'm trying to think. I, I we I didn't look at the stats for that one before we hit play on this. I can't remember
2: if Maxie was that Maxie's first game back. Are you talking about the uh, Phoenix game? Was it the Hawks game? Hold up. I think the Hawks game was his first game back. No, no, no. <laughs> he played in the Phoenix game. He played 17 minutes.
4: Okay. That was the game with the, the minutes restriction. Okay. All right. So, again, we were still healing at that time. I was trying to be nice. I think I put it out there that I was going to wait five games after Max's return before I started judging his team. So, I, I had been trying to stick to that. <laughs> <See>? <laughs>
2: I was trying to last stick long. to <laughs> Hawks game. Did you watch that one? Yes, I did watch this game. Uh, like I, like I oh, said, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Uh, I just when we when we won, I tweeted out, I added the Mavericks page, and I said, "Do it again, like win again, like these are the games that we're supposed to win." So right. I'm not gonna applaud a fish for swimming. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> The Hawks That's- are better than they were before, but they're not they're not a very good team. If we go into a game against the Hawks, I expect us to win. Right. Stop showed up. He did what he was supposed to do. Good. Josh <laughs> Richardson contributed well, yeah. not efficiently, but he contributed, right? At least Tim Hardaway jr. with 22 points, okay? But okay, it's the Hawks. We won by six, that's fine. Come out and do it again. And, and that's thing, where we got the Golden State game. <laughs> the thing and I got the last thing I gotta say about the Hogs game.
4: Yeah, we won. And that's that is what it is. Like you said, I, I wasn't gonna get too high about the win. But to have a 15 point lead with three minutes and 45 seconds left and have them cut it to three in two minutes, pissed me off like I didn't even care at that point about the win. Like and all the good feeling that I had about that game was gone after we blew that lead because it just was a reminder that we still aren't quite
2: there. As a I team. think I'm I think I'm very desensitized to it at this point. I feel like I said that word right. I hope I did. You I, did. You did. I, I feel like I'm desensitized to it as far as us being a second half team. Like last season it almost felt like a myth. Like, oh, this is just a coincidence. But later on in the season, and especially this season, it's like, okay, no, this is who we are. Like, you yeah. know, we, we'll be up by 20 points. The Clippers game, we were up by 50, and we weren't even sure if we were still, we weren't <laughs> sure how close that game was going to be. Yeah. Like, it still could have ended up being close in the end. Right. Uh, if they didn't give up on it, they could have easily probably came back on us. Exactly. But they were already ordering food by halftime. So, but with the Hawks, it was like, okay, same old maths. Like, yeah. the defense is a real issue. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's not even defensive ability, it's effort. 100%.
4: And the inability to rebound. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, like you said, next game was the Warriors. Uh, do we have to? Uh, we we most we most definitely do because I had to break my- <laughs> I had to break my promise after that <laughs> performance if that's what you want to call it. Um, KP played it black- back to back. Let's let's say that first. Kudos. So I mean I guess I'll give him a cookie for that. Uh, I, in his defense, I don't it's, I don't think it's been him that has been holding himself out of these games. I think it's the team. Right.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure if it was up to him, he would have played.
4: Um, yeah. I don't know why they've been babying him. And after all the time they spent talking about how it was a contact injury, it wasn't like deterioration to where he's just soft, basically. And they have to to, to placate. or I, I, I didn't need to use that word. Uh, they have to protect his knees at all costs. So hopefully this is something that continues
2: and they the don't – I feel like they are treating him like Kawhi Leonard for some reason when the injuries are completely different. And that, and
4: the fact that we can't afford to not have him on the court.
2: <laughs> like, isn't Kawhi the injury that um, Kawhi dealt with in San Antonio? Yeah, it's non-regenerative. What the fuck? See, I'm just <laughs> whatever the whatever the injury is, it's not a normal injury where nah, you know his thigh meat came just... off the bone, right? Like, that's something that's always going to be a problem. Right. It ended Tony Parker's career. Well, Tony Parker's... Never mind.
4: Nah, he... They made him come back early off the same injury. The Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he ended up in Charlotte, and that was that. <laughs> but why I uh,
2: saw that shit and right. was like...
4: <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'd like to be around for another
2: five, six years at least. But yeah, I don't understand why they're treating KP this way. Uh...
4: Yeah, I even hey, did research.
2: I even did research
4: on meniscus injuries just to make sure I wasn't tripping for thinking that he there should is. be fine. And yeah, most people are, are are fine with that. With with the surgery that he had, he should be he should be fine. He's looked. I'm not gonna say great, but he's looked as far as his knees and like he's not like avoiding contact because of his legs, from what I can tell.
2: I did see a tweet. Uh, it was from Christy, actually. I think it was from her, or she quote tweeted it that he's like, it looks like he's been moving slow recently. Like he's a quicksand some, yeah. or something.
4: I saw some yeah. people say stuff like that. I, I, I You I notice that? I, I personally have not.
2: Yeah, uh, I haven't. I haven't either. He always moved kind of like a giraffe. Right. Because he's just I mean, that. He he's seven foot three.
4: So. Right. And he's, he's had athletic foot. But... Yeah. He takes him a second to get up to speed. Right. Right. Um, and he's had some explosive straight line plays, and that's I mean, I expect that. I don't expect them to be changing directions
2: quickly. No, 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 no. Of course not. That would be so, if he if he did. Jesus. <laughs> that would be a he'd be a real problem. He'd be honest.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, I haven't seen that. I maybe that's something I need to watch for. Um but yeah, let's let's talk about that game. Did you? I'm gonna let you have it first. I mean, I did the the rant on my podcast about what my observations and feelings.
2: Uh I kind of didn't necessarily rant on Twitter, but <laughs> I just I, I cut the game off at the third quarter. Oh man, I, I didn't know. I that. stopped. I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do like, that. Towards the end of the third quarter, I stopped watching. I think I put it on Twitter. I said, uh, F this, I'm not watching this anymore, or something like that. Like I, I was fed up <laughs> because if I have watched the rest of that game, I would have blown a gasket. I'd have aged five years. The gray hairs that I'm already getting would have multiplied. I this game still baffles me especially considering how we played today. Right. All it right. takes is effort on the boards. It
4: can change a lot. Let me let me look at the numbers real quick. I got them for this tonight, but I did I don't have them for the other game. Let me look real quick.
2: So tonight And I don't even think it was that bad for the last game actually as far as the rebounds go. So they did
4: outrebound us 45-42 in the last game um offensive rebounds we had 10 right uh they only have four but (laughs) that should have been the case because they had zero players over six foot seven right so tonight it was another high scoring game which i I guess we should just forget defense exists but we did win the rebound battle 40 to 47 and offensive rebounds we had 15 tonight to six so we not only won the rebound battle but we had 15 offensive rebounds which is absurd for this team that's unheard of
2: and what was the difference <laughs> It's not a fucking anomaly that's what it is <laughs> what, what what was the difference what did you notice was
4: perhaps the difference in the rebounding situation
2: Oh wow, you know that (laughs) hear me out, okay? This is gonna sound kind of crazy, but there's a guy on our team, right? Okay. He's seven foot three. What? Yes, you can't miss him. He's seven foot three. It's, It's insane. Okay. So if a guy is seven foot three, right? Right. And you know, I'm not. I'm not a measurement genius or anything, but if the other centers on the other team are like what six foot seven, six foot eight max, yeah, basically on a good day, if you get in the paint, it's kind of hard for them to grab the ball over you, and it, I would think so. <laughs> and that's called a rebound. What and did, even uh... if you can't grab the rebound, you can tip the ball out.
4: So, <laughs> Porzingis tonight. If, if if it wasn't clear, the the seven foot three guy on the Mavs is Porzingis.
0: Porzingis oh, well, tonight. No, it ain't
4: Boban. <laughs> Porzingis had five offensive rebounds. Um, I, I'm tempted to go check his career numbers on that, but um, I can't recall a time he had five offensive rebounds in a Dallas uniform personally. Um, and, and he might have had some in the bubble. I don't, I don't recall. But this year specifically, him being in the painted area was good for us tonight. He had just three three three-point attempts. All of them were clanked. All of them were dumb shots. You're seven foot three. When you catch the ball and immediately shoot a three, you are bailing the other team out. You're not making them feel you, as I said in the rant. When you get in the paint and you get the ball there was a time and and he's not fully comfortable there because there was one time where he got the ball in the paint and immediately threw it back out while three warriors were about to collapse on him and he just needed to hold that ball just a little bit longer so that that shot would be wide open or he could just throw the ball into the hoop over top of the shorter men because when he did that nobody was contesting his shot He got fouled. He got to the free throw line doing that, and he did it enough tonight to where we were able to control the game at first stretches until Steph decided to set records and shit.
2: Steph fucking Curry. It's like watching Pat Mahomes play. It's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry, that's yeah. a football reference. I forgot you don't really I mean, but yeah,
4: I uh, I know (laughs) Pat Moses. (laughs) Damn, (laughs) you gotta do me like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's 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 nothing you can do about that. But just, just, I'm glad Luca was there to match him tonight. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, um,
4: and it couldn't have come at a better time for the haters.
2: Yeah, because everyone's hopping off the quote unquote Luca bandwagon. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, he really is LeBron's predecessor. (laughs) Because when he's winning, you're giving him all the praise. And when a team's losing, it's his fault. Right.
4: I'm perfectly fine with it, quite honestly. Uh, I I, I want the haters. I I embrace hate. All publicity is good publicity. Just like, uh, I mean, we're both, I mean, you're you're, you're in the Baltimore area, you're not a Ravens fan, but when people
2: talk about Lamar being a running
4: back, I like that.
2: Keep saying it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i hate the lamar hate but you know it's gonna keep coming oh yeah you can't do
4: anything about it so i'm embracing it um so i i the more people hop off lucas nuts the better because because uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely going up from here uh for his career now as far as where it's going to be <laughs> i know some people don't like talking about it but the Mavs definitely need to make sure that they put pieces around him so we don't have a LeBron situation because he's not going to enjoy having stuff blamed on him every year if we don't start making some stuff happen here.
2: Uh, like I said, we still, I don't, I always say I don't want to rush them, but they can't be complacent. Like, no, exactly. They have to do something. You don't have to flat out get all of these superstars and win a championship just so he'll stay. Right. But do something to the point where when he has the freedom to go, like he's no longer restricted or anything, Right, he'll say okay uh, the years that I've been here y'all have taken this serious I've seen y'all want to win and I've seen y'all have the ability to put the right pieces around me and provide right. me with the right coach. But anyway <laughs> uh, he'll see that and then exactly. we won't have to worry about whether or not Luka is leaving or not. But if this exactly. continues, so continues.
4: <laughs> so we will we will get further to that uh, in a minute. But how good do you feel about tonight's win for overall?
2: Uh, I had made a tweet um, in regards to this a bit. Uh, I give them credit for the win. Right. Because it was a great win, but there were still some things I didn't like in defense is. Definitely, defense is one of them. Honestly, yeah. And the flow, uh, a bit of the shots that's being taken in the offense, I just really don't like. And yeah. I'm saying it entirely too much. Like, uh, with um Josh Richardson. Okay. Josh Richardson has the ability to somewhat initiate the offense, whether Luca's on the court or not. So him shooting. Eight field goal attempts, and six of them being three-point shots, doesn't sit right with me at all. Right. Because that means he's just catching and shooting. And And we've seen... Go ahead, I know what you're about to say. Go right here.
4: I've said it, you know, multiple times on the podcast and on Twitter. Josh Richardson slashing to the basket, yes.
2: Yes. Josh Richardson catch and shoot, no. Him slashing to the basket should be his first option, which will clear him up 4 three-point shots. Exactly. There's and no reason. Is, and he's not even only one, to be honest. That's what's, that's what's really bothering me. Who else you putting in that camp? Uh, I've seen it with THJ. <laughs> of course I've, I've, I've given, seen it with THJ.
4: Well, so I've given up on THJ ever-changing. Like he is what he is at this point.
2: I think it was a game where he shot uh, 11 freaking three-pointers. Like, why are you shooting that many three-pointers? Bro, you're not that great of a three-point shooter. He's just
4: going to let it fly till it goes in, I guess, is, is his uh, mark.
2: 11, 11 damn three-point <laughs> attempts with 13 field goal attempts. That's just not that's, – that's not efficient at all. And you have,
4: to, you have to wonder how much of that is the, the game plan and the coaching and whatnot because I know – and it, honestly, it feels like Rick may not even enjoy it. that degree because I know they brought in some analytic heads to tell him what to do analytically and I feel like whenever he talks about it he's not saying it as if he's part of that decision making like I feel like he's saying you know that he says the numbers say we should be blah 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 but he's not making himself a part of that
2: I feel like he doesn't he's not uh, he hasn't bought in on analytics maybe that's why
4: and I think that's part of him checking out half the time too Right is that he's letting the the analytic nerds influence his coaching because that's what he's being told to do, and he's not a hundred percent on board with it. Is I've gotten that sense sometimes.
2: For instance, Maxi Cleep. I love Maxi, but bro, why is Maxi shooting nine three pointers a game? I'm just glad he shot the damn ball because he only took two shots last game. That's true. That's true, and he hit some good shots. And he hit a big shot. He hit the, he iced the game, basically. Yeah. But still, I just, i like to see some better offense, and Steven Silas being gone, making it look a little suspect. All well, and, and I'll say
4: this, too, and this is what I wanted to say about this game. Yes, we won. You know, Steph, we survived a Steph 57-point game, and that should be applauded. But what we did tonight is not something we can bank on every night, at all. Luca going seven for twelve from three is not something I'm going to expect every night. That's not something I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> KP, yeah, KP being effective in the post is not something I'm going to expect every night. Like this was a, a fluke because they didn't have anybody that could offer any real resistance in the post and he still had trouble at times with the smaller guys but there was nobody that could could contest his shot really if he when he decided to be in the rim, paint area him getting five offensive rebounds is not something i'm going to expect every night
2: it's things you would like to expect but realistically e-
4: exactly exactly and um So that's where I'm at with it. Like, yes, we won, but it's like, we don't have a real formula for success. Um, Willie Colley-Stein didn't play tonight. At all. So, and I think we went over this right before we started recording. Willie Colley-Stein played the Suns and Hawks games, and Powell played both Warriors games, right? Right. So I'm not sure what Rick is trying to accomplish with those decisions.
2: I'm not sure either. Um, does he not want to play both of them in the same game? I mean, obviously, you don't want to have them on the floor together, but I mean, granted, Willie has, you know, when Willie first started getting the nod at um, starting, he was looking good, but yeah. he kind of started to, you know, wear off after a while. Uh, Dun- uh, <laughs> missed. Yeah, missed dunks. Jesus Christ, you're 6'11 or 6'10, but uh, I remember, you know, you always saying you would like to see Willie in the starting lineup with KP, Maxie and Dwight off the bench. Uh, I don't feel like when Willie was getting to start, Dwight wasn't even uh back yet, right? Uh, No, Dwight? Oh,
4: hold on, you're right. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Willie started playing while Dwight was out. When Dwight first came back, I want to say, did Dwight go over him? No, Willie kept starting, I think. Okay. No 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 no. Yeah. no no. No 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 Was it Dwight Dwight did start starting after he came back?
2: So we still didn't go. get there. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think Willie really took the did. job right before he got way right before Dwight got COVID. Okay. KP came back at that time.
2: This okay. Is what happened. Right. So we never got to see the lineup that you've been talking about since the offseason, I think where Willie starts with KP, and we see Dwight and Maxie off the bench, Max Powell. Exactly.
4: Exactly. So we did see Willie and KP together, but then the COVID hit, and Powell and Maxie were gone.
2: So I'm just... um, I mean, granted, it's the NBA. A lot of teams don't go that deep into their bench, but I don't really understand not playing them both or playing one or the other. Maybe it depends on the team we're playing, but if that's the case, Willie should have played against the Warriors over Dwight right and and even then when you
4: play Dwight instead of Willie you give away your height advantage again Um, exactly and with that said I do want to commend Powell for his hustle tonight eight points five boards I think in about 15 minutes Uh, and you had that one dive into where fans would have been and I'm glad they're not I personally don't like fans being that close to the court Uh, yeah me either so he had to dive out of bounds to save the ball. Like you like to see him hustle, and he brings that energy. And I think that's that's where he he helps the team. With uh, when, when one guy's playing that hard, it's hard for the other guys not to pick their level of play up too.
2: Yeah, shout out to Dwight. Uh, I give credit where it's due. Uh, the hustle was definitely shown tonight. Hustle does not go unnoticed in the eyes of Reese or Bibbs. So right. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we should make it a thing to, you know, shout out the hustle guys throughout the games, even if it is the white power. You won't hear me giving the white power props often. So, you know, save at this moment.
4: Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, speaking of guys being commended after games, I just throw your bit, by the way. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: the, uh, oh, man. Oh, shit. The defensive player of the game, though. I'll be speaking with my, my lawyers, by the way, but continue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the defensive play of the game. Um, okay, so I'm going to make a reference to wrestling. Uh, 90s mm. wrestling. Mm. Um, there was a female wrestler by the name of Alundra Blaze in uh, 90s WWF. She <laughs> was the WWF Women's Champion. Her contract with the WWF expired and she went over to WCW. Her first Mm -hmm. night on WCW Nitro, she took the WWF Women's Championship, and she dropped it into a trash can. (laughs) That's what they can do with the Defensive Player of the Game Championship (laughs) after giving it to Tim Hardaway Jr. (laughs) Bad. Yes, I went through all of that. (laughs) 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 It
4: it was worth it. It was worth it. They (laughs) The, the most fraudulent rewarding I've ever seen. Man took one charge and I guess that was enough. But, you know, um,
2: <laughs> no, I need the
4: footage. Just seeing him
2: flexing with the belt pissed me off. Like, bro, come on, dog. Like, Cause like he, he really thinks he did something. You know, you did nothing. You know, you did nothing. <sighs> I watched him get backdoored late in the game.
4: Like he looked Draymond dead in the eyes and watched the man come from behind him and take the
2: ball. I've like Dr- never, <laughs> I, I've, I've never equated defense to Tim Hardaway Jr. ever.
4: No, nah, and, I, I, and that's where I think they probably gave it to him just because they know they're
2: probably not gonna get another
4: opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> man, let's let's throw Tim
2: a bone real quick. Maybe he'll make some shots next game. And with that, you've destroyed any credibility that that championship had. I'm not checking for
4: that belt ever again.
2: Ever again. Nice try, though. It was fun while it lasted. It was cute. I mean, it's a nice-looking belt. It looks nice. Rest uh, in peace, though.
4: The belt is done. (laughs) Uh, With that said, let's talk about some other stuff not related to these games.
2: Uh, games. Let's talk about the rookies. I would really like to. Which rookies? Are we talking about Mavs rookies or Mavs rookies, Mavs rookies. Yeah, okay. It's a mass podcast. What am I talking about? Okay. I know you got to get used to that. (laughs) I would would like to, actually. uh, Because I don't understand why Josh Green isn't getting minutes anymore. Mm. I feel like he was showing some promise. Like, when you gave him, when you fed to his strength, when you give him the ball when he's cutting, when you stop trying to turn him into a spot-up shooter, like everyone, excuse me, everyone else on the team. Right. He looks good. He doesn't look like a quote-unquote bust, which is idiotic to say about someone I can't stand those people, man. <laughs> a month into their career. with no training camp or nothing. Also, I us the elephant in the room. Uh-oh. This team has a problem with shooting three-pointers. Explain. I mean... Can we see some Tyrell Terry? I'm, look, I hate to put it out there because at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, if I got to hear Tyrell Terry name one more goddamn time. <laughs> but at this point, I mean, whether it's, I don't care if it's five, six minutes a game. Yeah. Just get the guy some kind of bump.
4: And that's that's where I was confused during the time where guys were out with COVID. Um, It felt like the perfect time to try to run him out there consistently. I think he got like one game where he played real minutes during that entire stretch. And he looked like he was gaining confidence. And that's that's the part that's frustrating because like you mentioned with Josh Green and with Terry, they both started to gain some confidence the more they played. And now, well, first they sent Bay and Hinton down to the bubble. And right. then I think the next day they decided to send Terry too. And Green we haven't seen in a minute in any real real playing time the the losing streak I guess has made it to where they're not willing to to give him some real run um and then I think Burke didn't play tonight either but I I don't know man I felt like he was doing some good things I felt like he's been a, a bright spot defensively he adds another dimension to our team with his energy and athleticism um and like you said, he was starting to gain confidence. He had like the, the off-the-bounce pull-up and like a tough layup he had finishing inside. And and now he's been sitting on the bench and he's not in the bubble, so he's not going to get the minutes that Terry and Hinton and Bay are about to get. So what's going to happen the next time we need him?
2: It's, it's just frustrating because like you said, they're probably thinking, okay, we're on a losing streak. We can't play this rookie. When you have no idea, that rookie can make a huge difference. Because clearly, defense is an issue for us. Yeah. We drafted him mainly for his defense. Right. And athleticism. We can use him. Like, you're on a losing streak. So, you really have nothing to lose. Something's got to be done differently. You've got to experiment. These same vets that aren't performing. And it's like every year... Every year the notion that Rick doesn't like playing rookies just it is reinforced. Like I'm convinced if Luca wasn't Luca, we would not have seen that MF a play. No. And even
4: then it was the the tank coming out of the tank years, like I felt like again, Rick was being forced to do
2: certain things. I just I he's like a get off my lawn coach, and it's just <laughs> and it's funny
4: uh, just do something it's funny because you know i talked in the off season about trying to get out i had initially suggested firing rick but i didn't think it was people i think people took it the wrong way i didn't i wasn't saying it like he's trash and he has to go i just felt like he's not the right coach for this situation and there were like five, six contending type teams that needed coaches. I was like, hey, this is the perfect time to release him to go coach one of these teams with veteran contender types, which he probably is more suited for, and then give us a young coach to coach our young team. And another part of that was Rick being an old veteran coach with a championship ring doesn't have as much pressure on him to perform today. Like a new coach would jamal mosley in his first coaching role is going to live and die with this team he's not going to be in the middle of a losing streak talking about you know the the regular oh, all we got to play harder or we after the game all oh, we we uh we got uh what do you say seduced into a three-point shootout bitch you the coach exactly, exactly. say it again bitch you, you do you coach. mean seduced seduce. like you are supposed to stop that from happening you're supposed to step in and say hey we are bigger than them. Let's beat them up on the interior.
2: It's in your job title, coach.
4: Right. Like, what are you doing? You demand you a supervisor? Take a break? <laughs> you thought you were Steve Kerr God. when he had KD in him?
2: I just don't understand the people who feel like Rick is just above being moved on from. Like, I get it. Maybe it's an attachment. That's all that's left of that 2011 team. I get it. <laughs> but that's. 10 years ago right we fired avery johnson two seasons after he took us to the finals right and i what
4: (laughs) it's uh and i think this goes back to the whole theme of the whole point of this 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 podcast is that it feels like the people that have those home ties get caught up on nostalgia and like you said like what they've done for the community and for the team and for the home like that's not we talking about right now in the future all that past stuff is cute but it don't matter right now
2: at all and to be honest that championship stuff didn't matter three years after they won the championship
4: right and I gave them the excuse I said you know what I'll give them at 10 years I'm not trying to hear nobody talking about 2011 at all that's old now I didn't have gray hairs back then. I got gray hairs
2: now. I didn't know you had hair bibs, but okay.
4: <laughs> I mean, I keep it close, but that's that's not a hair. <laughs> I finally could grow a beard, and it was gray immediately, so that was fun. Um, oh shit! <laughs> it's, it's a cold game out here. But, <laughs>
2: but now we've gotten off topic. So, if you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you they allow you to record your podcast and edit it not only from your computer but your phone as well so you can do it on the go wherever you are you can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all they even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the spotify platform Every other podcasting platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. and Now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasts to get started. Uh, we talked
4: about Rick. I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was, I mean, salvaging the season. Like, what what do we need to do to try to get to where we've – like, I, I personally don't think the team we have right now is going to get us to that 4-5 or five seed.
2: I don't. I'll be – to be honest, it's going to be hard. To, we might be able to get to a play-in. If we're lucky yeah. with this team,
4: right now we look like a 9 10.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's being yeah. generous, to be honest. And that's if Luca goes out of his mind every single night. So basically, the whole Luca MVP thing isn't going to happen this year. No, nah, that's done. You you can, unless a miracle happens, like you, you can nip that in the bud right now.
4: I'm not trying uh, to hear about it <laughs> anytime soon.
2: Yeah, let's win first.
4: Get us up to uh, 500 and we can start talking about
2: other stuff. I'm really not sure. Uh, even if we were to go out and get an Andre Drummond like we've talked about so much, like a KP, Drummond, and Luca team, right? is that really, that's going <laughs> to fix one of our problems? But is it really going to fix all of our problems to the point where we feel like, hey, we can make a push for a scene where we won't have to worry about a play-in? So
4: I think we still end up playing, but I think if, if we made a move like that, I think we could get, we'd be closer to seven, eight than nine, 10. Um, Does that make, is it worth it in that, at that point? Maybe not. Uh, For me, there's a lot, there's a few issues with the roster construction right now, as it stands, we have a ton of players that are like at the same level. Like, if we put it in 2K ratings, we have a lot of guys that are 73 to 68.
2: Exactly. Or 75. Right.
4: like, and, and some of them can go between a 65 and an and 80,
2: Tim Hardaway Jr., on any given night. <laughs> like, you don't know who you're well, getting. 2K ratings are usually generous for some reason. So. <laughs> I, I really mean, there's Luca would be our player in the '90s. KP would be in the '80s, and then there's everyone else. Every right. It would start at like it would go from KP at like an '85, '86, down to '77, and everybody else. Yeah, like everybody. And else I'm not even like sure like who the '77 would be.
4: It it probably would be Hardaway on the it game. On would. the game, they wouldn't give. They wouldn't put. They probably got Maxi and DFS low '70s.
2: Um, uh Maxi is usually up there. You know, Is around it? 76, 77. Okay. Yeah. I Actually, last year he was an 80. Was I'll, give 80 my, last year.
4: I'll give 2K some credit then. I, I'm sleeping on 2K. But games. Dwight but,
2: Powell was an 82, so that doesn't even hold let, much merit.
4: Yeah, Cancel so. the whole game. <laughs> <Canceled> <laughs> the whole game. I'm, I'm mad I brought it up now. Nah. But yeah, that's I think that's an issue and that's why you get so much inconsistency with the the lineups and rotations and when you have the inconsistency with the lineup and rotations guys don't know what their role is on a given night you get these inconsistent performances the fans don't I mean for me personally I can't settle into a game I don't know who's gonna play I don't know who's gonna get what minutes who's gonna come out when besides Luca Luca's the only person I know what his minutes are gonna look like everybody else is a wild card and that's not good for anybody
2: we don't have any consistency with our rotations, right? And that's at very all, important when building chemistry. And with
4: the way our team is built, we never we that's not that's not conducive to winning. To have to move your team to the other team every single night because we don't have an identity. All.
2: So well, tonight I, we I, might roll out two bigs, and tomorrow night we might roll out DFS at power forward. Right, we had Josh Green in power for a couple games. Like, it, like it's we need consistency with the lineups. Like, that stuff is very important. Chemistry wants- isn't just, you know, oh, everyone's healthy at once. They're playing together. That's chemistry. No, chemistry goes along with consistency as well. When you know right. who the starting lineup is and you know who's coming off the bench every game, you know who you're playing with. You know what the rotations are. You know whose role is what and what rotation.
4: Right, like when you look at the Utah Jazz, for example, everybody plugs and plays their part. Conley orchestrates the offense to the start. Him and uh, him and Donovan Mitchell take turns setting up the offense. Rudy Gobert is going to set picks on ball and off ball. Bogdanovich is going to shoot threes. When when Clarkson comes in, he knows he's got the green light to shoot the ball whenever. Derek Favors knows he's going to come in there and rebound. Our team, nobody knows what their role is at, at night tonight. It's going to change. Tim on into do the do season.
2: <laughs> but, well, that's regardless. <laughs> like I really thought Trey Burke would be our sixth man going into the season, but that's looking like they gave up on that failure quick. right now. They gave up on it too quick. At this point, uh. Is Zach Levine realistic? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think th- so
4: either. I don't think the Bulls have any reason to trade Zach Levine.
2: I'll say, okay, no. If the Bulls said, hey, we're trading Zach Levine, Zach Levine, we're listening to offers for Zach Levine, do the Mavericks have a realistic offer? Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be expecting a whole lot back for Zach Levine. But I, do I, we even I have... So. The... <laughs> I don't know. They may not. I mean... But do they? Do we even have a bare minimum?
4: No, I don't think we do. Quite personally, I mean, our best assets in my mind are Brunson and Green. Right. Brunson as a smaller point guard, when they already have Kobe White, and Green as an unproven prospect at this point. Like, he's not Lamelo. He's not Anthony Edwards. He hasn't had like a twenty-point game. He's not Maxi. You know, guys that. Tyrese Maxey, by the way, not Kleber. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, that was for clarification of anybody listening. But he's not <laughs> one of those guys that's had that explosive game where you can maybe sell high on them, all like that. So I think there's like 15 teams that could put together a, a much better package, much easier.
2: It's like at this point, Mavericks have to get on the line and field offers for very good role players, plug-and-play players. Uh, yeah. A nice sixth man because we we can't get us we can't get a third quote unquote star. We're no, not, not gonna be able to do it. I don't think the so. Most, the most we'll be able to do it to get a star is trading KP. Exactly. And there's not a whole lot of stars I'm willing to. There's not a whole lot of people I'm willing to trade KP for where I feel like it'll make us better.
4: The biggest. Potential target, and I do think that there might be a path is Vucevic, and it would come down to how much they trust KP's health. Um, because Vucevic has been healthy, and right. you know, I won him in free agency, I don't think it ever came up. His contract is also very friendly. His contract, I don't know how the Magic keep doing it, but his contract goes down every year.
2: Whoa. So, so is his his contract is, was on the front end? Right. He got as opposed the, to on the back end.
4: Yes, yeah, so it goes down two million every year. I checked it the other day. I was actually caught off guard because I know Aaron oh, they, Gordon's contract is like that
2: too. Oh, they fleecing boys over there in Orlando. I have no idea how they got away with it. Like I'm
4: surprised he didn't get all his coins.
2: As soon as they draft him. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Uh, We got dirt on you already, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to take this front-end money, and you're going to like it.
4: <laughs> but, yeah, 26, 24 next year, and 22 in 2022, 23. Wow. So, so yeah, his contract goes down. So that's that's team-friendly. Um, And how old is he right now? He's 30, so – He'll that contract takes him pretty much through his what you would consider athletic prime in my opinion is between 27 and 32 so he'll right. be 32 or so at the end of that contract hmm. that's like if you we, if we could get if you have to send you know Green or Brunson or even and Brunson I'll probably do still do that trade if I have to trade Vucevic or not Vucevic, Porzingis, Green and Brunson and a future pick or something like that to get Vucevic, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger.
2: I don't think it should cost that much. You don't think so? I don't think it should cost that much. As an insurance no. policy for KP's health? No, not that much. Because, like, you know, KP's health is, is iffy, and, you know, he's struggling a bit right now, but KP is really still a really great player. I'm not, I don't think we should give up KP Who's just as much a star as Vucevic is? He's just not playing up to the level of a Vucevic right now. Vucevic He's is clearly better. Never had. Uh, I don't think we should give up Brunson, Green, and a future pick. I think now,
4: what if we got somebody else back in the
2: deal? Because th- there is a little that bit of even, it out. That like would even it out, like Fournier or something like that. Yes, absolutely. That would even it out. In that case, yes. But yeah, yeah all of that for just we would have to.
4: Financially, we would have to. I'm just saying we have to. I would give up all our assets in a Vucevic headlining deal. And if they have to throw in like Terrence Ross or something like that, then perfect.
2: Right. I I don't know about that. And Terrence Ross, not bad. (laughs) bad. (laughs) No, Terrence
4: Ross is another THJ. I probably would prefer Fournier myself.
2: Yeah, I I would prefer Fournier, but I doubt they'd be willing to part ways with both of them unless they're just willing to like start over fresh.
4: And that's what, that's what I think it would take. I don't. I, otherwise, I can't see them trading Vucevic. I feel sorry for him because, like I said, he is closer to the back end of his prime, and it doesn't look like they're going to get him the help that he needs in the short term. Um, but he did sign that deal. So if it comes down to it, then they're going to ride it out and fill seats <laughs> for fans to come see him. Um, I do believe that we have – the team has a job to do and getting whatever they can get for Johnson at the very least. And then if you can get a player that you think you might be able to retain who is better than Richardson and THJ, then they can go too.
2: I think Brunson is playing very well right now. Very. But, no, not even but. You need to sell high on this dude right now. Like, <laughs> you need to start fielding offers for Jalen Brunson because he's looking good again. Very good. And a lot of teams can use... Uh, he's not a veteran point guard, but he's more of a veteran than most point guards his age.
4: Right, like a mature point guard.
2: A mature third-year point guard, which I'm pretty sure... Sure, a lot of teams can use whether it's a contending team, a team that's starting over. All I'm saying, Lonzo Ball. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. Lonzo Ball and JJ Reddick are on the block. I'm not saying go after Lonzo Ball, but a JJ Reddick could help. Right. Would I trade a Jalen Brunson for a JJ Reddick? No, I'm just saying a <laughs> JJ Reddick could help. I would take yeah. JJ Reddick over Tim Hardaway Jr.
4: So something I did the other night, and we can probably revisit this next week because we've, we've already packed a lot into this episode. But yes. I, I went the other night and after the loss to the Warriors, and I was looking at every player in the NBA that averages either over 10 rebounds. And then I looked at rebound rate to kind of get some guys off of benches maybe um, that we could look at. And then I also looked at all the guys that are shooting above 40% from three. And those are the guys we need to be chasing. Absolutely. Get,
2: so Without we, luck, they'll come to our team, and the percentages will go down. <laughs> hey, man,
4: I'm not, I'm not going to speak that to existence, but you know, <laughs> so far, we've been getting guys or asking guys on our team to do things that they don't do, uh, tell, expecting that they're going to get better because of the Luca effect, and we can't do that. We have to get guys that already do those things, and then hope that they're e- pushed even higher. So, a guy that
2: Excellent shoots. Time. 38, 39. (laughs) Right. I'm tired of saying DFS shoot five threes. Right.
4: Like, it's great that he's gotten better at it. But a guy who's shot 30% his entire life, I can't bank on him to stay at 39 just because he had one high season. Exactly. And in the crunch time, can I trust him to shoot, hit that three? Or is he going to revert back to his own ways?
2: More than likely the latter. So, get some actual shooters. He dribbles like me. Wayne Ellington. Spoiler spoiler alert, I can't dribble. Wayne Ellington, yes. (laughs) If the Pistons are trading D. Rose, maybe they'll
4: be Um, willing to part
2: with Ellington.
4: No, I'm not saying I want D. Rose. I'm saying if they're getting rid of D. Rose, a veteran, then maybe they'll be willing to part with Ellington.
2: Well, I actually like D. Rose. I just don't think we can get D. Rose. No, I think the Knicks got that one locked down. I actually, Yeah, I think so. And I'm fine with that. Rows. I mean, he allegedly asked to be traded. I mean, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he didn't want to go to the Knicks. But
4: I mean, he played there before. He might have some, some unfinished business on his mind.
2: Yeah, know. which I, is probably why he didn't want to go there because he's been there before. I recall him not
4: wanting to leave, actually.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then, um, good for him. So I don't
4: know what I, I don't remember what the organizational situation was when he left, but I remember him like being disappointed when he found out they were trying to trade him, which is uh, that could be a reason for him not to want to go there, honestly.
2: Hmm.
4: But T-shirt. uh but we'll see, we'll see. I haven't seen any updates about it. I was checking just now to make sure I didn't miss a big trade or something, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll look into that next week as far as like potential guys we could trade for if they haven't already done something, but Again, we won tonight, <clears throat> but um, again, I, don't, I didn't see anything that was sustainable. At, at all. And that's that's the problem. Uh, we won,
2: but it felt like we survived.
4: Exactly. We're a night-to-night team right now. There's nothing I can depend on on this team besides Luca showing up. And then, now, not even necessarily the way he did tonight.
2: <laughs> uh, these next upcoming games, we have the we have the timberwolves on monday if if <laughs> if, if i see the same bullshit <laughs> against the minnesota timberwolves i'll go nuclear i promise you and is keep that energy because we're going to go a whole week
4: without recording after that game
2: um oh oh, oh. okay then they'll have a chance you know to to rectify. No, they won't. No, they won't. If we uh, lose two might- fucking Timberwolves, you can't rectify <laughs> that. I'm sorry. Might need to
4: record a, a live reaction five
2: minutes, uh, five-minute clip after the game, after each game or something like that. We might need to do that. I'll I swear. I put out a five minute clip of me just ranting and then just end the episode. <laughs> I mean,
4: we, we, we have that flexibility now. It is it is our show. So we do. We can do
2: whatever we want.
4: But uh, I think that, that pretty much covers everything.
2: I wanted to – hey, we can get the schedule for the upcoming week. Uh, Yeah, I got it right in front of me already. Uh, Monday, we are home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they I mean, are
4: beat down right now?
2: They're trash. I don't know if Towns is coming back
4: at that point. I, I don't think so. But, I mean, they're playing – McLaughlin and Noel real minutes right now.
2: We should win this game easily. Yeah, no excuse. Hear me out. No excuses. We have Atlanta again on Wednesday. Again, should be a W. Should be a W. I would not I would like to see it not as close as it was last time. Don't blow a 15 point lead in the fourth quarter. Thank you. Uh, We then have New Orleans. Another team. I I feel like we should win. Yeah. But something's telling me that something's going to go wrong during that game. That is a team that's getting good right now. Exactly. So um, I'm holding out hope. I'm going to try not to be pessimistic. But... (laughs) If something goes wrong that game, I won't be shocked. After that, we have Portland. Uh, will Dame and CJ be back by
4: then? I know Dame, Dame, I think, played tonight. Okay, I didn't know. I don't know if CJ will be back, but they've got, like, a few guys cycling in and out with injuries. Like, Dame is in and out with injuries. Uh, Simons was on a minutes restriction yesterday. Um. Somebody else, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, the The guy from North, Nazir Little. He, <laughs> he's been in and out with injury right now. I think uh, we know Nurk, I think, is out for sure. McCollum, I'm pretty sure, is out for sure. Um, who else? Derrick Jones Jr. has been in and out with injuries lately.
2: Uh, Covington's
4: been in and out. So, like, they, they're they a beat-up team, too.
2: But So, unless Dame explodes for 60 you know what? Never mind. I'm not even going <laughs> to put that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, very
4: similar to this this uh, Warrior situation besides the fact yeah. that they should have cancer and Gabriel, so they're going to have bigs. They're just not going to be as deep otherwise. Um, but they, as long as Dame is on the court, they can beat us,
2: because that's the way we we, are. we have a very easy... We have to take advantage of these games because yeah. You know minnesota atlanta new orleans a beat up portland then we have detroit on wednesday then we have houston on friday
4: and which should be out still by then
2: and with i mean i know we're talking about next week but another pretty easy game memphis should be easy they're getting healthy too. <laughs> they get. Let's catch them. But
4: that. While that's, they're still not a hundred percent. You sound optimistic about this team right now. I'm not even ready to
2: look that far ahead. <laughs> oh no, I'm not sounding optimistic. I'm saying they need. They have an easy slate of games coming up that they need to win because the three after that are not easy.
4: Oh we God! What do we got?
2: Boston, Philly, and Brooklyn in that order.
4: Yikes. See, that's, that's why I'm not looking far ahead. I'm trying to see where, <laughs> where we're at by the time we get there. Because I, I don't trust this team. Like I said, I'm, I'm game to game with this team. I don't know who they are. um, And that's why I think, I mean, this is a 2K thing, but you got to consolidate some of these redundant players and turn them into better players. You're um, right. And that includes, like you said, Shop and Brunson along with Johnson, and THJ, whatever. To get a to get a better player on the roster, um, but I think we could do more of that speculation on the next one because uh, I think this first one we kind of packed in a lot.
2: Yeah, we did. Uh, most the, the episodes going forward won't be in long, won't be this long, but it was <laughs> our first one, so you know we had a lot to talk about and catch up on.
4: Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, anything, it was anything? a good one, though. Yeah, I I agree. Anything else anything that we didn't touch that you wanted to hit? Uh
2: we touched the trades. Yeah, we touched the rookies. Those were the main things that I wanted to touch because of uh what I've seen recently. Uh No. Uh I think, you know, we'll save some stuff for the next episode. We'll say some things. There's a lot I have to get off my chest about the MFFL in general but uh you know we'll save that for future we can't start off on that note (laughs) no we can't do that we can't do that let's save it for future episodes start off with positivity for the most part uh yeah well we'll except for when it comes to (laughs) except for when it comes to the team just you know (laughs) we'll call it that (laughs) (laughs) wishful thinking is what we'll call it all right let's just deal with minnesota on monday and uh Whew. We'll take it from there. But uh, that does it for the very first episode, the very first edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Uh, This is going to be an exciting run. I'm excited about this. Uh, no, definitely. The first episode is definitely what I expected from us. I expected us to go over our limit because of course we do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it It sounded
4: good it sounded good to to put a a limit
2: (laughs) it sounded good but you know uh we also have to you know back in the uh the intro uh we had to introduce ourselves and what this was but uh that does it for the first episode these are gonna be we're gonna be doing these every single week uh i don't think we have a set day yet do we i think
4: release on either sunday or monday
2: we'll figure that out yeah beginning of the week capping off the uh previous week yeah. so look forward to him uh follow bibs on twitter at Bibbs corner follow his podcast. subscribe to his podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anchor uh bibs corner no bibs film right it's bibs film now you know what hold off
4: on that one i got some some stuff
2: moving on no bibs sports Bibbs Bip,
4: corner, Bibbs corner, NBA podcast is what it is
2: right now. Okay, okay,
4: yeah, because you only really. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, because this is the Mavs now, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of keep that was going to
2: be uh, all NBA. Okay, all right, he, he, he's repackaging himself. I understand? Uh, <laughs> he said it like anyway, I was checking. I, it, so <laughs> uh, you can find me on. T- Twitter at Mind of Reese. Uh, follow with caution. Um, you can find my podcast, the Mind of Reese podcast, anyway, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, oh, yeah. uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, me on Instagram as well. Eighteen plus mm-hmm. for sure. And you have to <laughs> if you open your Twitter in public a lot. Don't <laughs> Turn off the retweets. Yeah, this is, this, this, this outro is all over the place right now. Uh, (laughs) My bad. (laughs) We just, we, we're winging it. We're going to get this down. I promise. But, uh, yeah, signing off for me, my brother Bibbs. We will be back next week. Go Mavs. Please, please don't disappoint me. And Uh. And on up, uh, brother Kenny, gang, gang.
0: Hi, I'm Jim Purdue of Purdue Chicken. Unlike our competitor, who's gone back to feeding their chickens antibiotics, we at Purdue will remain no antibiotics ever. No antibiotics ever, because we raise our chickens in a healthy environment, so they don't need them. No antibiotics ever takes more time and money, but it's the right thing to do. So when you buy chicken, look for the Purdue label to make sure your chicken is no antibiotics ever. Get the facts at Purdue.com. Welcome to What If,
1: the show where I, Jake from State Farm, answer your insurance what ifs. We've got a call from Millie. What's up?
2: Hi, Jake. uh, What if, hypothetically, a moose gets mad at my car and... (gasps) Grams into my windshield? Hypothetically.
1: Oh, just file a claim on the app. At State Farm, we're there for your what-ifs.
2: Great, but what if the moose eats my phone?
1: Hypothetically. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to
2: statefarm.com for a quote today. The McNugget buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Frostbox at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits. All designed by the artist Curran Frost. So when you order the Curran Frost box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At
3: participating McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list. Teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, Kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.